0: Oh, my God. Hi. Uh, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture. Because, uh, you know, when when we started doing this show, it was the kind that bummed you out the least. I'm not so sure anymore. But back... In the, in the pre covid times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale in a tiny little studio. Doesn't that seem decadent now? Uh, now, doing that, teaming up with people who aren't in your little circle is more frowned upon than trying to stop Pedro Pascal from getting a magical kid to their destination safely. So for now, it is one comic against another. And to win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, Great comebacks that they save in that little part of their brain that's just for great comebacks to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. That title will give their opinion on the upcoming Still Got It battle between uh, Michael Keaton and Harrison Ford. More weight than a civilian's. Boy, they both still got it. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our contestants. Our first is a comedian who hosts the Man Horror Podcast. I'm in already. It's Billy Proceda. Hello, Billy. Hello, hello, Dave.
1: Hello. Thanks hello. for having me. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? We're, we're doing all right. We I think we, we finally okay? just broke above 50 degrees, so uh-huh. it's, it's uh, warming up out here in New York. Great. I just came back from there. It was uh, it was nice and it was bracing. It was chilly. I loved it. Yeah, no, I heard you left. Uh, We all got the newsletter. It was like, dave has gone. We can all come out. Yep. Uh, Yep. You know, I I did get paparazzi'd,
0: which is really true. Um, But more on that later. I'll I'll certainly uh, bring that up as as many times as I can. It was not me who got paparazzi'd. I got caught in the crossfire. Anyway,
1: how is your your week going uh, other than
0: uh, springtime weather potentially?
1: Uh, coming to New York city? Uh, I mean, last week was a real terror. I started doing my taxes, but because I'm freelance, right? I write all my stuff off. Now last year I had a very up and down, like three breakup situation with this one woman. Uh, And so to like write off all the stuff, I had to go through bank statements, credit card statements, calendars, driving schedules, uh, Tori, all that stuff. And each time I went through one, I have to now relive the ups and downs of that whole last year. For tax purposes, I did. I must have done gone through my calendar like 12, 13 times, not cool. uh, trying to write stuff off. At some point, I gotta be like, is it worth the money I'm gonna save, uh, to rip my heart open again and again and again? Yeah, it might not it's be just like, oh yeah, those are those flowers I got, or I didn't need to. Mm. It's like uh,
0: yeah. scrapbooking, it's like a much more practical <laughs> and devastating form of scrapbooking, pretty much. Yeah, mm. terrible, <laughs> terrible. But welcome, we'll try and turn your. You're uh, your February around. Uh, our second contestant, also a comedian, he hosts the podcast Classic Conversations with Jeff Dwoskin. It's Jeff Dwoskin. Hello. Oh, look at
2: that. How about
0: that? How about it? How about it? How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. good? How are you? Excellent. Where are you? I am in uh, just outside of Detroit. Fantastic. So, uh, Yeah. So not too far from, well, probably far enough uh, from like Huron where they had those UFOs shot down mm. not too long ago. So that's exciting.
0: What's, uh, what does your gut tell you about what's happening in our skies right now?
2: <laughs> the reality is all your info is already being collected by Apple on your yeah. iPhone. Get over yeah. your
1: conspiracy theories, people. Yeah,
2: stop it. They're going to know. We yeah, have, But now uh, China's cornfields. getting your data
1: one dance move at a time. Right. That's true. Very true. Very true. Uh,
0: We will find out about your classic conversations and your man-whore identity uh, later on in the show. But right now, let's find out who has the better grasp of what matters this week, pop-culturally speaking. Uh, Gentlemen, if you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story, person, event, whatever, the last week or two. Billy, we will start with you.
1: Uh yeah, you you all told us to not uh pick a downer, so I thought I'd pick something that involves death. Uh, yeah, so it got announced, Alec Baldwin and that whole crew. They're they're gonna continue shooting that movie. Oh I think that's absolutely crazy. It's uh, it's what? <laughs> uh, did, like, they, did they finish The Crow when that guy died? They did,
0: but that was like. I think they were kind of most of the way done and it was like, you know, there was some sort of, it, it was a comic book movie. So there was some built in interest and I can't imagine being like, Oh yeah, I know. I bet it's worth it. Let's go, let's go see this. It feels, it feels, it feels icky. Uh, yeah. Like just cut your losses. Put it to bed,
2: put it to bed, put it to bed, put it to bed. Uh, okay. Jeff, how about you? The article that I found that I found fascinating was uh, the, the headline uh, mm-hmm. was Betty White's Golden Girls castmate called her the Sea world The C-word, c word. The, the C-World. <laughs> you edit this, right? <laughs> the Castwork, they castmate, called her Sea world where Shamu her goes. They called Hey, Shamu. <laughs> anyway, Betty White's Golden Girls cl- castmate called her the C-Word casting director claims. So there's a book out by Joel Thurm who oversaw the casting of the Golden Girls. Everyone remembers the Golden Girls? 85 85- mm-hmm. 92 our mm-hmm. generations. I love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Four old women in Miami. It's one of the most cherished shows of all time, and starred one of the most beloved people of all time, Betty White, who died just last year at ninety-nine, mm-hmm. just shy of her hundredth birthday. Yep. But apparently, B. Arthur didn't have it, and uh, Rue McClanahan also called her the B word. I'm just. I'm not even editing myself. That's what it says in the article. So I didn't want to say that. I think "c" word kind of elevates uh, profanity to another level. So I'm not gonna not gonna go there. But the um, the whole idea was, I guess Estelle Getty was uh, starting to have some dementia when she started yes, filming this. I this, and so she would write stuff on her palm, and that's why she was always eating things on the episode because then she would kind of look to see her lines, but she would mess up a lot. Because uh-huh. of the condition, and then Betty White would just embarrass her in front of the audience, and B just wouldn't. That's that sort of like she would the, do the root the little, of it, the little yeah.
0: th- fist and thumb to the mouth, like drinking. Yeah, sound like like this like yeah, guy yeah, was drunk, thinking, or like yeah. you know, uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: probably and so, not the way to handle that situation. No, so now uh, B's son said that she. Generally liked Betty White had some issues with her, yeah, but uh-huh. you know B apparently didn't consider Betty White really an actress, considered her more a personality, mm-hmm, and so uh-huh. it seemed there was a little strife there with uh, styles and such. But it's yeah. uh, it's just interesting. Everyone's uh, you know the Here's left doesn't want you know. I'm it was saying.
0: a difficult set. Now listen, as much as I would love for this show to be rust. Versus cunt, I think it would be a very difficult thing if we were shouting <laughs> cunt constantly in the show. So I think what it's going to be, Jeff, <laughs> your buzz in word will be C word. And and Billy, your buzz in word will be r word.
1: Oh, man. People see looking at the title of the episode are going to think I, was say, uh, I meant <laughs> something very, think very you're different. You're
0: saying a very different word. So, all right. Rust versus C word. <laughs> Rust versus C word is how we'll handle this one it's our most problematic episode yet it hasn't even begun actually yes it has let's start it with a little trivia game we're calling time to pay the fifer okay ant-man and the wasp uh guantanamera or whatever it, it is is coming out this weekend and while many fans are excited about what it means for the future of the mcu's current phase we at troubled waters are excited for a much more important reason. Early reviews are saying that the film shows the respect that is due one of the queens of cinema, Michelle Pfeiffer. Almost a better fife dog than fife dog. Uh, And so today, mostly due to the very loud lesbian who writes for the show, we are going to take a little trip down Pfeiffer Lane. It's very simple. I will ask you some questions about M. Pfeiffer. If you know the answer, you buzz in and tell me. If you don't know the answer, then what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Rust and C-Word are your buzz-in words. Okay, starting off easy. Uh, Without Googling, how many Fs are in Michelle Pfeiffer's name? Rust?
2: Yes. Two. C-Word. Yes. Two. (laughs) He just said two. I know, I know, but in editing, you can make it seem like I went first. Go ahead. No.
1: <laughs>
2: I was gonna say three, actually. <laughs>
0: well, you're right, Jeff. You're right. P-F-I-E-F-F-E-R-3-Fs. Question number two. Michelle Pfeiffer has been nominated for three Academy Awards. Which of the following was not one of those three movies? A, the Fabulous Baker Boys. B, Love Field. C, Dangerous Minds. Or D, Dangerous Liaison. Rust. Yes.
1: Dangerous Minds? That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Can you believe it? I'm too young for all those movies, but all right. Okay. Quit bragging. (laughs) She should have been
0: nominated for being in that Coolio video. Uh, Okay. Number three. In the film adaptation of the musical adaptation of the film Hairspray, Michelle Pfeiffer played racist TV station manager Velma Von Tussle. What is the name of Velma's show-stopping musical number? Is it? A, The Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs. B, The Story of Miss Baltimore Shrimp. C, The Poem of Miss Baltimore Quill. Or D, The Ballad of Young Miss Old Bay. C word. Yes, (laughs) Jeff?
2: I'm going to go with legend, the
0: legend one. Of Baltimore Crabs, Miss Baltimore Crabs. That is correct. You know you're Michelle Pfeiffer and your musicals. Stop denying it. Uh, Number four. Which Ant-Man and the Wasp, Guatemala, co-star has previously played Michelle Pfeiffer's love interest in a non-Ant-Man related movie? Is it A, Bill Murray, B, Paul Rudd, C, Michael Douglas, or D, Jonathan Majors?
2: I'm going to go C word.
1: Yes. Uh, Michael Douglas.
0: Incorrect. (laughs) Uh,
1: Jonathan Majors. No. Uh, Paul Rudd. The film was
0: Amy Heckerling's I Could Never Be Your Woman. Wait, right. how, what's
1: the age differential there? <laughs> I
0: don't They're, know. A lot.
1: I'm gonna have to Many. look at that movie. Yeah, seems no. f- yeah.
0: yeah. But you know what, Paul Rudd, older than you think. Ageless. Uh okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh number five. One of Pfeiffer's most iconic films is The Witches of Eastwick, in which a trio of women face off against Jack Nicholson's devil. Name either of the other two C-word. Witches of Eastwick. Yes, Jeff. Share. Share. Yeah, I can give you an extra point if you can guess the third.
2: <laughs> come um, on Witches of Eastwick oh, wait, Michelle Pfeiffer, Cher and I'm blanking
0: alright what do you think? can you get it Billy? does your man whore uh, identity extend to knowing all
1: three w- Witches of Eastwick? I mean they used to be like my top fantasy but uh, I'm, I th- I think I'm drawing a blank so I'm going to go with Bette Midler it's not Bette Midler
0: but that's a pretty good choice
1: uh, <laughs> Susan Sarandon <laughs> Susan yes, Sarandon. Oh, yeah. my queen. That Miller my was queen.
2: the other witches movie. No, but seriously, my queen. I have. <laughs> really?
1: There is <laughs> a, a frame by- <laughs> photograph or portrait? It's a three by four foot poster portrait of Susan Sarandon covered in porn star autographs. Wow. Can you explain? It's like explain? my prized possession. Can you explain? Uh, Yeah. How uh, you have known that? <laughs> Yeah, at the uh, AVN Awards in, I think, 2019. uh, That's like the porn Oscars. It's like a big porn convention in in Vegas. Yeah, (laughs) So uh, I went out there and what was that? I said, I'm not kidding, I've written for them. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I went out, I thought it'd be a fun gag, yeah. where uh, the first year I went, I had like fake, I brought like fake tits that you'd wear like on stage, uh-huh. and I would ask after the interviews, hey, would you mind signing my tits? And they'd be like, all right, sure. And then I reached into my bag, I pull up a pair of disembodied breasts, right? So the next year I was like, how do I follow that up? So I would go around the convention and ask porn stars like, hey, would you mind like signing a poster I had made of my girl? And they'd be yeah. like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And then like, as I'm slowly unrolling it, I'd say stuff like, you never know what you're supposed to get them at these things. You got to give them a present, right? But I don't really know. This will mean a lot to her. And eventually it reveals uh, Susan Sarandon. Wow. And then uh, I get a little giggle from them and and, and got her covered. I love uh, it. Only one person said no uh, and for that political was? reasons. <laughs> and that was? Nina Hartley very politely declined because of uh, her Bernie bro status in Wow, we. <laughs> That's incredible. Mercy. All right. Yeah.
0: Wow. Should have gotten that one then. Uh, number six, Michelle Pfeiffer. Would co-star with Jack Nicholson yet again in a movie about another horror monster? What was the four-letter title of the other Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack C-word. Nicholson movie? Yes, Jeff? Wolf. Wolf. The forgotten movie Wolf. It's wild. I, I, I It was a huge big deal, and then it wasn't at all. Did you, did you see Wolf.
2: I did see Wolf. Yeah, was Wolf any good? Was Wolf rewatching? I I really can't remember it, but yeah. I do. I just remember having a flat tire after.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Fucking
1: Is that like a metaphor for a thing?
2: No, I was. I had a flat tire, and then the, everyone who was helping me fill the tire, I had them sign a picture of Susan Sarandon.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. In which of the following films does Michelle Pfeiffer
0: not play a villain? A, Batman Forever, B, Lady Hawk, C, Stardust, or D, Maleficent Mistress of Evil? Well,
2: I'll go SeaWorld, but it's like a trick question.
0: Ooh, all right, Jeff.
2: I'm just going to have to guess, though. Stardust. Incorrect.
1: Billy to Steel. I mean, well, my argument is that, like, do you consider Catwoman a villain in that movie? Mm. we can't answer so
2: I'm that not, I, i'm not here to i, don't I, I don't I don't consider don't, so a villain. i choose i don't consider a villain you yeah. should choose bat Cat.
1: I, I, I choose terms. batman but I, I think you're gonna tell me i'm wrong well you are i mean she's like officially a villain you listen you can yeah, now it's read horrible into that answer. movie however that was you want. horrible
0: but uh b she was wait, not wait. a villain in lady <laughs> hawk she was just a lady who was a hawker okay. I, I don't know it's like we can talk about class warfare later absolutely but for now <laughs> Absolutely. Did you watch the the standalone Catwoman movie with uh, Halle Berry? It's dumb. Did it's real dumb.
2: C word. Yes. I it. Yes. I yes. Did. Great. you
0: don't <laughs> get points. You don't get points for that. You don't get points for that. Number eight. Last year, Michelle Pfeiffer appeared on the Showtime series The First Lady alongside Viola Davis and Gillian Anderson. They all played different first ladies. Which first lady did Michelle Pfeiffer portray? Rust. Yes. <laughs>
1: Betty Ford. Betty Ford is correct. You were very quick with that answer. Did you watch that series? It was a good series. Yeah. Really? No one talked about it, but I really like oh. that. Yeah. It's difficult for Showtime the old, shows to as catch Michelle on. show was very fun. Okay. All right.
0: Didn't watch. Maybe I'll give it a try. Probably won't. Uh, at the end of that round, the scores are as follows. Jeff's got four. Billy right behind with two. Now it's time for a round we're calling Name That Ant. Oh, we're so excited about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum of Solace or whatever the fuck this movie is. <laughs> Uh, So we're doing a couple different rounds about Ant-Man and the Wasp condominiums. Uh, It's a, uh, uh, okay, this is a, uh, you got to buzz in for this one. I'm going to describe a kind of ant. You got to name that ant. You might be panicking about how well you know different kinds of ants, but you might have more expertise than you think. Don't sell yourself Mm. short like an ant. If I said, for example, this ant is the Earth's southernmost and least populated continent the answer would be antarctica do you get it see word antarctica, antarctica. Oh. there you go but that's not that was that was not that was an example okay i see what All you
1: right. did there let's do it
0: okay let's see how well you know your pixar films number 1 this ant is an acid-tongued restaurant critic who strikes fear into the parisian culinary scene in the pixar film ratatouille this is pretty deep to start with i didn't see ratatouille you didn't see ratatouille no well then there's no fucking way you're going to get this.
1: Uh, give <laughs> another chance, Billy. I also did not see Ratatouille. Jeff, wow. you want to watch Ratatouille together sometime? Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. Billy, uh, uh, we,
2: now's a good time to plug uh, Billy and I's new podcast. Yeah, It's a Ratatouille Watch podcast.
0: Ratatouille oh, Watch. Should... Um, Every week. I love just it. There's, the movie. there's a, okay, so like um, a dumb hot guy from, uh, from The Bachelorette has a series of YouTube uh, like food videos because he's a food guy. He was a grocery store guy, grocery store Joe, they called him. Anyway, he had a series of like videos where he like goes and eats things like this is a pizza. It's good. Whatever. It's dumb and millions of people watch it. But in one of them recently, just as an aside, the camera got him saying, "Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did mushrooms. and I watched Rihanna Tui and I thought it was the best movie I ever saw. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, so that's what I think of every time I think I see rat- the word ratatouille. I think of a guy from The Bachelorette doing mushrooms. There, there was no payoff to that story at all. The answer was Anton Ego. Uh, number two. This ant is a type of person who might correct you on a minor detail of grammar or spelling or fact check you in a trivial and annoying manner.
1: Rust? Yeah. And, sir? No. Okay. I. The, the picture of Susan Sarandon behind you just shook her head in
0: shame.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll just go C-word. Um, yeah. My Aunt Deborah. she was a uh, teacher.
0: You know what? I like that answer, so I'm going to give you a point, but it's not the right answer. Uh, a pedant.
2: <laughs> a pedant.
0: pedant. Okay. okay. Number three. This ant is a PBS TV show. It's been on since 1997. Members of the public bring in old items they found in their attic or oh, whatever. C-ward. Oh, Whoa! rust. Oh, yes,
2: Jeff. Antique Roadshow.
0: Antiques Roadshow is correct. That's correct. Uh, number four, this ant is a disappointing, uh, underwhelming ending. C word. Yes.
2: Anticlimactic.
0: Anticlimax oh. is the part Anticlimax. of the speech that we're going for, but whatever, that's fine. Number five, this ant was a German philosopher who wrote about aesthetics and came up with the doctrine of transcendental idealism. His most well-known work is The Critique
2: of Pure Reason. C word, antithesis. Yes. That's
0: not a person. That's not a person at all. <laughs> there is not an antithesis. Uh, ever. I think, there, I think if you Google it right now, there is. I bet there's not. I bet that's never been a name. Uh, Billy, you're way behind. Uh, we need you.
1: Oof. Throw a Hail Mary. I got, I got a Hail Mary. Uh, a, Aunt, sir? No. No. Okay. No.
2: You should have got... gone with Jeff's Aunt Deborah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, Emmanuel Kant. Emmanuel Kant. Yes. Oh, y'all are ant. real smooth with this ant thing. Yes. Okay. See, see, yeah.
0: Number six. This ant won the Oscar for Best Actor in 1991 for his portrayal of a fiercely intelligent cannibal in the film *Silence of the Lambs*. C word. Yes. Oh
2: my God, I just blanked. Um, Come wait. On. Hang on, no wait. Um, oh my God, I can't believe it. Um, give me like. Wow. One best actor (laughs) a couple years ago, too. It was supposed to be... Even the idiot knows this one. Oh, uh... Oh, my God. Five, four, uh, three,
1: two, uh, one. uh, Boop, boop! Uh, Okay, Billy. Uh, Anthony Hopkins.
0: That's correct! That's yeah, correct. I'm
1: starting to catch on with the whole. The, I can't okay, believe I the blanked theme. on that. You get it. You get it. It's one of my okay. favorite actors. This, Number this show is seven.
0: Me. It's destroying. We're destroying yourself. Your poster
1: of Anthony Hopkins behind you is shaking his head, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I
0: know. <laughs> this ant is a British actor who cameos in the movie Glass Onion as Detective Benoit Blanc's partner. They call Benoit Blanc's partner. Detective C-word. Benoit Blanc's partner. he
2: word yes, yes. Hugh Grant.
0: Huger ant. Yes. Uh, number eight. Uh, this ant okay. is kept domestically. Number eight. This ant is kept domestically, often in a ceramic pot, and without the co- correct watering uh, regime, it will die.
1: Oh, C-word. rust.
0: Oh, yo, yo, Jeff, by a hair. Plant. <laughs> House plants, Sure. Yes. House plant. House plant is what we're going for.
2: <laughs> How is it like yes. the easiest one? The easiest. One? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very okay. difficult to, to the Very prosaic. It'll sound amazing when they edit out all the silence. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, we actually edited down to just the silences.
0: Um, okay, at the end of that round,
1: Jeff's got nine bonus points.
0: points. Jeff's got nine points. The C word is coming to America. Uh, and Billy has got three. But listen, it's still anybody's game for God's sake. Do you understand me? Ooh. Anybody could win. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Okay. I'm Jordan Morris. And I'm Jesse Thorne. On Jordan Jesse Go, we make pure, delightful nonsense. We rope in awesome guests and bring them down to our level. We got stupid with Judy Greer.
2: My friend Molly and I call it having the space weirds. Pat Oswalt
0: Can I get a Balrog burger and some Aragorn fries? Thank you. And Kumail Nanjiani. I've come back with cat toothbrushes, which is impossible to use. Come get stupider with us at
1: MaximumFun.org. Look, your podcast app's already open. Just pull it out. Give Jordan Jesse Go a try.
0: Being smart is hard. Be dumb instead. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. Billy Proceda and Jeff Dwuskin are with us. Our next round is Toon Tunes. It's a sound round. Now, there are a whole bunch of TV reboots being announced at the moment, like John Cleese it's taking a break from spoiling our memories of John Cleese to spoil our memories of Faulty Towers. Uh, but in more exciting news, King of the Hill is being rebooted with the original cast, or most of it. To mark the occasion, we're going to play a round that will test your knowledge of cartoon theme tunes. It is Let's simple. Let's fucking go. Yeah, we're doing it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. For God's sake, I'll play a theme song as soon as you know what show it's from buzz in. Number one. Rust. Ooh, yes, Billy. Futurama. Futurama is correct. You get a point. Number two.
1: Ah. Rust. Yes, Billy. I'm going to take a swing at the bat. Paw Patrol? No.
0: (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. Uh, Jeff. To steal.
2: I have no idea. I apparently don't watch TV. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't watch cartoons.
0: Wow. Okay, that was the, uh, the theme song from Bob's Burgers. Let's see how quickly we got number three.
1: Trust. Yeah. Yeah. Rick and Morty. Nope. Oh, I got a backup guest too.
2: Uh, okay. C word. I'm just yeah. gonna go with Phineas and Ferb.
1: No. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> no. I
2: just wanted to. Is Invader Zim? No. Okay. Oh Ben 10. No. <laughs> oh. they're Fairly Odd Parents. Oh. No. No, definitely not. Uh, oh, Arthur, Arthur. No. Oh, I have no idea, I'm just.
0: No, you obviously have no idea. You didn't need to
2: tell yeah, me. That. Yeah, yeah. Just-
0: <laughs> I'm watching you not have an idea. Yeah. Uh, okay, that was BoJack Horseman.
2: Mm. Can oh. we do cartoons that were like in the 70s and 80s maybe? Well,
0: maybe you don't tell us how to do the game. Then we won't. Oh! <laughs> I'm
2: just telling you okay. where I might have a shot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he said,
1: sit back down, Jeff. I didn't he get said sit it. back am, down.
2: Yeah, you ain't. Okay, number four. <laughs> C word.
0: Yeah, yes. Jeff.
2: Yeah, that's the Simpsons.
0: Yes. Uh finally. Oh, that's Rust. C-Word. Oh, yes, Billy. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes correct. Uh okay. The end of that round that will surely be cut from the show. The scores are uh, Jeff is ahead with 11. Billy just behind with nine. We are going to take, we are going to shake it off. And we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this.
1: Hi, I'm Hal Loveland. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. And we're the hosts of We Got This with Mark and Hal, the weekly show where we settle the debates that are most important to you. That's right. What arguments are you and your friends having that you just can't settle? Apples or oranges? Marvel or DC? Fork versus spoon? Chocolate or vanilla? Best bagel? What's the best Disney song? We Got This with Mark and Hal. Every week on Maximum Fun, we do the arguing so you don't have to.
0: Oh, all answers are final for all people for all time. We got this. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Billy Procida and Jeff Jawaskin. Let's talk about your podcasts. Billy, what is man whore all about? I, I feel like I can guess, but
1: I want to know. If I, <laughs> I want to know how close I got. Uh, I started my show nine years ago talking to my exes about why we didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had this weird problem where like women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And I wanted to know why because like I wanted a girlfriend. I Want cuddles and love and all that stuff, but anytime yeah. I wanted to get more serious, she always told me she like I want to keep it casual. Yeah. And it just happened so often. I was like, let's just, let's ask them what's going on. And so I started doing my show back then, uh, doing that. And now I talk to a variety of uh, actors, comedians, sex educators, porn stars, feminist authors, queer performers. Uh, you know, talking about sex, dating, love, gender, occasional butt stuff. Great, it's a good time. I love it.
0: Man yeah. And Jeff Twaskin. What, uh, what is casual conversations with uh, Jeff Twaskin?
2: Classic Cla- conversations classic with Jeff conversation. Twaskin. Oh, it is a deep dive into pop culture nostalgia. I, uh, yeah. I talk to pop culture famous people, TV, uh-huh. film, a lot of comedians as well since I've been doing comedy for a while. So I just, uh, you know, I love talking to people, uh, you know, from shows that I kind of grew up on. Like I've yeah. had... Uh, Doc, Isaac, and Gopher from the Love Boat, and Ooh-wee. you know B- Robin, Burt Ward on, and you know, Cagney from Cagney and Lacey, you know, Kato wow. Kalen, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. So that's uh, fantastic. kind of fun deep dive conversations with I these folks. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay,
0: listen, we're gonna get back to it with a round we are calling corporate spin me right round, baby, right round 2023. It's been quite a year for our corporate overlords doing corporate overreach. In the first weeks of the year alone, we have seen brands like Netflix, AMC Theaters, even Dungeons & Dragons shock their customer base with dumb ass new policies that have rocked Twitter to the core and Twitter's already being rocked to the core because it's Elon Musk has made it so dumb. And hard to use, and and I hate how much time I've wasted in my life on that stupid website. Anyway, every time these flare ups happen, there is a wave of fake corporate speak, you know, spin, positive talk, explaining why the dumb mistake was actually a benefit for customers, and then they have to walk the shit back a few days later because they're now they're like, oh, it actually never was our plan. Uh, okay, so in our last game, our final game, we're going to give you a truly absurd bit of corporate policy for a fictional mega conglomerate. And depending on the order, you will either have to defend it to the best of your corporate flak ability or walk back all the positions that your opponent just took while saving as much face as possible. You got it? You'll get it. So like the first person I call in has to say, why the new policy that sucks is great. And the second person will have to say, actually the first person, we don't know what they were talking about. We never meant to do that in the first place. Okay, you are now, PR people for troubled airlines, and you must explain the policy of charging a premium for seats that are located inside the
1: plane. Uh, Billy, because you're behind, we will start with you. Why was that a
0: great idea?
1: Well, you do want to be in the plane, right? I mean, I imagine that any good, hard-working American who cares about keeping their family safe wants their family in the plane, and- Are you really going to let like a few thousand extra dollars stop your family from being in the plane versus on the plane or under the plane, which we do think is a great uh, savings option for the solo traveler trying to trying to save and and trying to make their budget. But ultimately, uh, yes, these are these are these are premiums for keeping your family safe by being inside the plane when it's in the air. Mm. I honestly don't think, I I don't think anyone could possibly care about their family if they didn't pay this premium. Wow, an an aggressive PR
0: spin. Two points for you. Uh, All right, Jeff, you must explain why the the policy to charge a premium for seats inside the plane was actually never meant to be implemented in the first place. Your time starts now.
2: Many of you are probably aware of uh, some statements we made uh, recently about charging premiums for seats in the plane. And we do realize that as an American people, that probably isn't sitting well with some of you. So we are going to roll that back actually. And we're just going to double all the prices. Then we're going to cut them in half so that everyone has exactly the price points that they need. What's important is that when you pay, you feel good about paying and the seat that you're in. But in, in essence, we think the policy, and we're reviewing this at the corporate level, it, we shouldn't even have to ask you to sit in the plane. Those it's wrong. you have the right to sit on the wing. We know that's completely doable. We've seen it in movies and TV shows such as the Twilight Zone. So there's if as long as you get there and you're happy with how you get there, we're going to allow that to be. This is America, and you should be able to do with whatever you want to do with your plane seat.
0: Wow, four points to you for that incredible corporate spin. Honestly, even before you said the word America, I was like, I'm feeling patriotic and I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) Very weird. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, Okay, Troubled Coffee Company, Troubled Coffee Roasters. Standard coffee, now comes room temperature, the exact Temperature of your mouth. Cold brew or heated coffee will cost you $6 extra. Uh, Jeff, please defend this policy.
2: Hi, thank you all for coming to our press conference. Uh, We're excited to roll out uh, the new pricing structure for our coffee. As you know, we have the baseline coffee, which costs $11, and then the variants of that are going to cost $6, whether you want it hot or cold. So whether you go up or down in temperature, it's a minor, minor bonus charge of $6. But the good news is this comes with a, a much bigger cup and a balloon. So we feel that uh, your, your happiness is really what we're going for. And we don't want you to either freeze or be burned. So we want you, if you're going to take on that extra risk, uh, just, to just know that it might cost a little bit more. 3 points to you. I really you set the stage.
0: You did a little you did a little like you did some like space work kind of there. You were like you did you improvised well and I and I felt like I was in a boardroom. Uh okay, 3 points to you. Uh okay, Billy.
1: Why was that mm. policy never supposed to be implemented in the first place? On behalf of uh Trouble Coffee Roasters, we we deeply regret the statements made by our former employee Jeff Dwoskin. Oh my goodness. Um he has been let go for his truly reckless language uh, attempting to inflame what we think might be a class war over the cost of coffee a plan we never even thought we were going to implement it really we were just sitting around a boardroom and and someone thought it'd be hilarious wouldn't be funny it was one of those moments like wouldn't it be funny if we charged more for it to be hot because coffee, right? And uh, so I was like, yeah, hilarious. And then, um, you know, uh, someone I rejected for a date did leak that to get back at me. And uh, I, I do not know why his lover, uh, our former, again, employee, Jeff Dwoskin, um, chose to make the statements on behalf of this organization that he did. And uh, we really regret everything he's ever done his entire life. Wow, that nice. was...
0: <laughs> That was aggressive. That was personal. Three points to you. I feel like more PR people should be like faintly menacing. I like that. with 20 mm-hmm. points, Jeff. You are our winner. It's safe to say the C word in America now. <laughs> as long honored. as you're talking I'm about beyond- Betty White. As long as you're talking about Betty White or Ted Cruz. Congratulations. Great work.
2: How do you feel? It's, I'm beyond honored. Does this come with a paper certificate that I can put on my wall?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it should. It should. We'll get on
2: that. We'll get on that. I would love that. I I love love it.
0: All right. All right. Now it's time for plugs. It's plug time. It's plug time, America. Let us know what you're working on. And then to offset the ego karma, tell us about
1: something that someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Billy, we'll start with you. Sure, sure. Well, you can find the Man Whore podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Just search the word Man Whore. I seem to have real good SEO uh, standing on, on that one after all this time mm-hmm. uh, I'm also on social media primarily Twitter and Instagram search me I'll, I'll pop up Billy Procida P-R-O-C-I-D-A and if I can direct you to one uh, thing that I think all uh, many of you would like is uh, if you're seeking some more like sex positive community maybe you don't have friends to talk to about dating and love and some of those questions i have a discord server you don't have to even listen to my show um but you can access it for free at manwhorepod.com slash discord wow so oh and what did i like yeah beautiful anonymous by chris gethard wow someone put me onto that podcast lately and it is wonderful if you want episode to start with um start with a pretty recent one about like a guy who cuts down trees for Mm. a living Mm. fascinating
0: it's so good i love that show haven't listened in a so long time. Good. Thank you for the reminder. Jeff, yeah. the winner, Dwoskin. How about you?
2: Well, Classic Conversations is found wherever you probably are listening to this podcast. Just mm-hmm. type in Classic Conversations. You'll see a little funny guy with a TV for his head. So uh, we just crossed 200 episodes, which is awesome. So excited about that. We have we- new episodes on Mondays. Uh, Will Wheaton... <laughs> You know, Hal Sparks, you know, so Mrs. C from Happy Days. You know, everyone comes to the podcast. TV's Marion Ross. TV's Marion Ross. It's, Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so thank you for that. I do not have a Discord, but if you want to just Venmo me. No, I'm just kidding. The, uh, and then one thing I, I'd like to point, one thing I would like to point out that is not me is behind, Behind the Bits podcast. With Scott Curtis. He's uh, a good pal of mine and has a really, really great podcast where he talks to stand up comedians.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, I am Dave Holmes. I host a show called Troubled Waters. You're listening to it right now. Uh, If you are in the Los Angeles area, I am going to be hosting an Oscar viewing party at Dynasty Typewriter. Come on out. I don't know what night it is, but whatever. It's Oscar night. I think it's a Sunday. Um, Also, I would like to bring to the world's attention. And it it really can't benefit the people who did it because they're probably dead. But uh, I was talking about the Eurovision Song Contest with someone who has followed it for much longer than I have. And he brought up a song called Dingadong by uh, a, a Dutch group named Teach In. Teach In, Uh, it was the 1975 winner of the Eurovision Song Contest and I've been listening to it pretty much straight for 24 hours. It is uh, dumb and happy and poppy and uh, the lyrics are in hilariously broken English, which is my favorite thing in the world. It will brighten your day and you need that in the month of February that is grim and dark and depressing. Ding-a-dong, ding-a-dong by Teach In. I'm telling you, it works. It should not be available over the counter. It's that powerful. Billy Proceda, Jeff Waskin, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones? Ding a dong! Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled <laughs> Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Billy Proceda. Now you can make a noise. Woo! Jeff ha Ha ha. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. We're going to replace you with Ding-a-Dong by t uh, The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Christian Duenas <laughs> and Laura Swisher.